Welcome to the first edition of the Geek Explained Book Club. This is a brand new segment, a brand new series that we're doing for the podcast where pretty much every Friday we're going to be getting us together to talk about a book, a series, a comic, or whatever. And for our first edition of the Geek Explained Book Club, we're tackling something pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, something that has kind of caught the world by storm and something that I am very excited to talk to my compatriots here about. We're going to be talking about in. That's where the, the big splatter. and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got it. You got it. I totally thought my thing froze. I was really worried. It's like my Internet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Isn't Zoom wonderful? But um, <laughs> joining me, we are going to be talking about Invincible. We're talking about the full comic series after the smash hit success of the cartoon over on Amazon Prime. We're not sponsored by Amazon Prime, but we could totally be sponsored by Amazon Prime. And That'd be nice. I yeah. think it's a wonderful time for people to get into the comics and really like start yeah. reading. I myself am still in the process of reading through the series for the first time so to join me on this odyssey to join me on this journey to join us and you the listener on this journey i am joined by two of the biggest invincible fans in the world my personal favorite invincible experts that being malcolm russell nelson hello and jacob brown greetings so uh, I'll start with Jacob because Jacob has been singing the praises of Invincible <laughs> for years. Back when I didn't even know what Invincible was, Jacob was telling me I needed to read Invincible. So Jacob, talk about how you were introduced to the comic series and uh, how it's, you know, where it kind of stacks up in your favorite comics, your favorite runs, that kind of thing. Um, It was... It, I, I had just re-gotten introduced to, this is like the late 2000s before the 2010s. I was just getting into comic books again. And a friend of mine showed me at the, uh, around that time, like the zombie craze was just kicking up. And I was, uh, I just picked up a uh, walking dead just to try it out. And I, I fell enamored with it and the writer. I, I was I was more captivated by the 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 writer Rob Kirkman in terms of his uh, the way he wrote was very cinematically, but the dialogue was so so good, so crisp and very concise with each and every person that would talk. And I wanted to know more about him. And I heard about his other. I heard about he was making a superhero. He had a superhero comic that was coming out at the same time with uh, Invinci uh, with uh, Walking Dead. It was called Invincible. And the fact, and I found it, and I remember it saying that it was promoting itself as the best superhero comic ever. And I was like, well, I have to get this. <laughs> I have to try this out and see if it lives up to its name. And yeah, I, of course. Yeah, and it does. It really, honestly, the, the way this stacks up to any other like comic, I believe it surpasses it because of... Um, it is very reminiscent of early Stan Lee, but if Stan Lee was a more developed writer and storyteller and like had a more cinematic eye in terms of like introducing these astounding characters 
while also um, writing such fantastic dialogue and in in and hard driven stories that you don't normally see in any other comics too. Also the fact that it was completely gory and bloody was just the sprinkle on top of it yeah. of just like everybody loving uh, of just like everyone needs to read this comic. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was kind of like where I fell in terms of stacking how good it, it just became, I, I never have I like really looked forward to a comic that would come out every week or every month or anything like that. That was the one that I always put off reading. I would read everything else and I would save that for last because I knew by the time I would get done with it, the next issue was just around the corner. Yeah. And, so. and Jacob and I have been friends for almost a decade now and throughout pretty much oh. our entire, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been eight um, years now. Yeah. And Ever since I met him, he has been singing the praises of Invincible. He is the only one. I know you can't see this because this is an audio uh, format, but he is the only one wearing actual Invincible merch while we're talking yeah. about it here today. Now, Malcolm, how were you introduced to Invincible? So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 2009. I, uh, so I'm working at the movie theater, been there for a long time, and I get this gig for the summer uh working at this camp that i used to go to as a kid uh being a camp counselor all all summer you know getting paid like 300 dollars an hour or whatever you know or a week not an hour dollars an hour God, yeah i'd be retired right now uh, why did you ever leave that job exactly. it's a great question my god uh so and so this this camp is up in uh it's up in the white mountains um Beautiful, beautiful, perfect place to be in Arizona in the summer. The hottest it gets is like 75. It's wonderful, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm up there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be up here for like two months. Really no interruption. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll have, you know, the kids or whatever, but I'll have some time. I want to start writing a comic. I want to start writing the kind of superhero comic that I like to read. And I, my favorite series of all time is Ultimate Spider-Man. So like, I want to write something starring, you know, a young hero but have it kind of be different, have it kind of be about like consequences of being a hero, you know, maybe, maybe throw some weird stuff in there, you know? So I start writing this thing out. And at that time I'm, I'm, you know, going online, trying to get some inspiration, seeing if I could read some stuff, you know, that I want to make sure I'm not doing anything similar to anything else. Uh, and something came up on the, on like a message board or something, you know, talking about invincible. And I was like, oh, I should try that out. So I go to Amazon and I, you know, order the first hardcover uh, and I read through that thing in one day yeah. <laughs> yeah. because the first, the first hardcover has these first three volumes in it. Mm -hmm. So I, and I was like, oh my God, I need to know what's going on next. So I order the rest of it that was out now, 2009. So uh, that is <laughs> by the time I get back to Tucson, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start reading this thing on the reg. Uh, Conquest had just passed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And for those of you um, who aren't aware of Conquest, we're gonna get there eventually. We're gonna get there eventually, but oh, yeah. just know that was kind of my uh, trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> and so, yeah. so I, I, I literally stopped writing the comic that I was writing because I was like, this, this book is doing everything I wanted to do. Like, this is it. It's very much about. <laughs> consequences is very much about like real world implications of superheroes it's you know taking normal superhero tropes and turning them up on their head but featuring a young hero you know uh it, it, it's funny i never actually read him fully as white 
so I I don't I didn't have an idea of what Mark was, but I was like, ah, oh, but he doesn't look like the rest of the white characters in the book. Yeah. So like, I'm going to assume he's not white. So it was the, in my head, it was a young character of color, you know, and I was like, this is exactly what I was going to do. I don't need to write anymore. <laughs> I have the book right here. I can enjoy it instead. And I've been on that Invincible Train since. Yeah, see, and, and I think that's really interesting because, like, when I first started reading, because I, I started reading the book in preparation to watch the series because yeah. I had been, again, I had been told by Jacob, I had been told by Malcolm for years that I need to check out Invincible, that it's right up my alley, that I would love it. And when the show, you know, was announced and it was coming out, I was like, okay, I need to get caught up on this. You know, this is one of those, like, one of those comics on my list of like you should be ashamed of yourself for like not have having read so far. It's right up it's there. It's a Sandman or Sandman. Yeah. Sand <laughs> it's something a like sweet that. tooth. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm I'm like getting into this and I'm really uh, I'm really digging it. But at the same time, I was I had almost the opposite uh, reaction where I was like I never really read Mark as anything but white. And so when they yeah. announced that Steven Yun was going to be playing him, and I was like, hell yeah. Hell I'll spend yeah. the shit out of this. Give me another Asian superhero. I am hell all yeah. about it. And it made yeah. me get more invested in the, uh, in the show and in the character. And through, you know, uh, relation by relation the comic and so as i got more hyped about you know the idea of the show i started to really get into the comic and in this episode in our first edition of this geek explained book club we're going to be going through just so you listeners know we're going to be going through the entire series like we're going to be talking about the entire series at a certain point i will be reading along with you because yep. i mm -hmm. you know spoiler alert i have not finished the series i believe i'm right around maybe just under halfway and i am very excited to go on this ride with you and it's a ride. Oh, Malcolm has it's a ride. <laughs> Malcolm has completed the series. Jacob, you told me something very interesting off mic that you haven't finished the series. Really? Yeah. The the last oh. the that is correct. The last story arc that happens in the that that ties up the entire end of it, I actually have not read it because I was so sad that this was the end of it and i just <laughs> I put that. it off for like years and i never read any spoilers or anything like that i still don't know awesome. what happens so i usually do that this is the one exception i i <laughs> i thought about not reading the last issue yeah because i i i'm that guy who like i like saving something that i like you know so that way i always still have more exactly. you know i i i'm totally that guy i couldn't do it like i sat uh. there with the last issue in my hand i was like no, I need, I need, I need Closure. to close this door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I got like, I think I got like three issues into that final arc. And then I stopped going like, no, cool. I'm going to wait till all of it's done. And then I'm just going to finish all through it. And then it just never happened because every time I kept coming up to it and getting a new issue and adding it to the pile, I just was like, nope, I'm not ready. Next, fourth issue. Nope, I'm not ready. Fifth issue. Uh -huh. No, I'm not ready. It is a 12-part uh -huh. ending. Oh, that's, what that, that's what that yes. ending wow. is. The last two trade paperbacks are the last story. Yeah. yeah the awesome. end of all things. The end of all things. Oh, that's a two. Okay. 
I don't want to get any more into that because that is a hell of a <laughs> yeah. finale title. Yeah. But so the way that we're going to kind of do this is this inaugural episode of the Geeksplain Book Club, we're going to be talking about the first three volumes of Invincible. That's issues one through 13 of mm -hmm. the original comic. And from there, each week, each Invincible Friday, we are going to be covering a different trade of that series in sequential order. So next week will be volume four, week after that will be volume five, so on and so forth. But why I wanted to do the first three volumes in this one is because a lot of people have watched the show and loved the show. And the thing that I keep telling people who have um, who have like just finished watching the show, they know nothing about the comic. They're like, Oh, this is really like really, really cool. And I'm like, Yeah, and it's only like, a tenth of the way through the yeah. actual sh comic series yeah. so i thought it would be cool to like cover you know what everyone is more or less familiar with in this episode and then we can go balls to the wall and go all to all these strange new places with mark grayson nolan grayson and all the others so let's just uh let's just go ahead and dive into it boys so we're starting <laughs> off with volume one just a real quick volume one of the uh invincible series written by robert kirkman art by Corey walker the first volume is entitled family matters and this is what's interesting about this is that the uh the first few volumes of invincible are fairly short like the first issue or the first volume is only four issues. That's also yeah. kind of a reason why I thought, oh, we can like kind of breeze through these early ones. Yeah. And from what I understand, there's a certain amount of um, to that point. It it it's almost not to say like to blame, but Corey Walker was a big influence on that and a big influence on the reason why he wasn't the main uh, artist after this kind of first couple uh, volumes. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, I, I believe in you guys can let me know about this. He had trouble with like the workload or. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I don't know the full extent, but yeah, from, uh, from I think so. From yeah. what I understand, uh, you know, uh he couldn't keep up with the he had other projects but he couldn't keep up with the the monthly basis monthly yeah, yeah. because the the comic does actually eventually become a bi-monthly because of just like oh, uh at best overwork yeah at best yeah <laughs> at it was best. at best like later on later on in the issues <laughs> yeah yeah a lot oh, of was it was there a big time between that oh every there was yeah. like it was like three months nine or ten weeks in between each issue of that and when that's like i mean you look at those pages it makes sense but yes there was a good year and a half two years where it was just one story because wow. it just took forever it yeah. was that's it was wild. like it was it yeah. took it the story was so big but also it was like there was multiple things going on in robert kirkman yeah from between that's doing the show the starting Dead show yeah. and writing other like, like spin-off mm -hmm. comics that he had mm -hmm. this yeah well and it's, that, it's interesting. he was really focused he was like i can only do so much yeah. yeah well and then it does eventually we'll get into it when we get to volume three give way for a new artist to come in and really kind of 
you know, shake up the whole uh, format, shake up the vibe of the book. But in this first volume, we're introduced to Mark Grayson. He is a, uh, a normal high school kid who just happens to be the son of Omni-Man. Um, what's interesting about this in like, and we'll you know, mention it a few times over the course of this. Um, what's interesting about these first 13 volume or first 13 volumes, these first 13 issues is that like the series, the animated series borrows a lot from this while also peppering in yeah. things from later volumes. From the next volume. Oh yeah. Yeah. From, from volume yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't <laughs> even get like in this first volume, you know, we don't get any guardians of the globe. They're mentioned. But like it's mm -hmm. all Omni Man just doing his thing, and then in the he first is issue, the premier hero. Yeah, yeah. and in yeah. the first issue, uh, Mark or Mark gets his powers. But we start off the whole series in a weird place where Mark is like flying this guy with a bomb strapped to his chest into what yeah. looks like the Arctic. Yeah, and we yeah. we don't get yeah. context for this until nope. like eight issues in and <laughs> yeah I think that, is, that is balls on robert kirkman and cory walker to be like yeah we're not going to pay this off like you don't know and nope. it, it immediately flashes back like four months ago which i think is hilarious and he's on the toilet what what yeah. comics yeah, that's... with your main hero being on the toilet yeah reading the comic book <laughs> But we've, I mean, let, let's be let's, honest, as comic readers, talk, we, we've all been Let's talk about there. that real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Read <laughs> our comics on the toilet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I started reading this comic on the toilet. So when this was mirror image was happening, <laughs> I was freaking out going like, like what wait, is, I, wait, where are I, you? Uh, <laughs> it's like, what's happening right now? I was totally expecting my mom to show up in my apartment going like, you know, you're going to waste it if you do it more on there. And I'm like, mom, I'm just being a comic. Let a man take a poop. Uh, anyway. Well, and, so good. And what that like, what that scene kind of represents and what that establishes is that Mark is very much just a average kid, an average comic book reader, which gives, you know, people who are fans of this book or reading the book for the first time, almost that whole like wish fulfillment empowerment that like superheroes are supposed to be and comic yep. books are supposed to fulfill. So like, Mark is getting like bullied at school. He's like uh -huh. dealing with friends and like dealing with his work. He's he works at Burger Mart. And we see him eventually like get his comp or uh, get his powers and later on at the end of the issue, get his, get his first costume. And yeah. we see him more or less like getting into the life. We see him, yeah. you know, get the introduction from Nolan about like what his life's going to be. Uh, yeah. We get a very interesting first outing technically where like he's going over i believe it's an issue too where he's like having this you know memory of his dad revealing his secret to him mm -hmm. and he's like oh, i'm mm -hmm. just gonna go out he goes out for a nighttime fly and this is the first time we're introduced to the mauler twins yep and also the teen team we get introduced to them uh -huh. all in this very uh kind of uh fly by the seat of your pants scenario yeah. where mark is basically just in pajama bottoms and he's yeah. just like helping the team team like fight the mauler twins and watching the establishing of these characters that we will eventually come to know really well is 
fascinating to me. It's like, great how many characters you get thrown at like immediately. Yeah, very quickly. And you, these characters are going to last throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Like they, they are going to have meaning for the whole series. No one that is introduced is throwaway yeah. in the first like three volumes, and that's incredible. Uh, like yeah. that's that's really interesting and that, rare too. Very rare. Very rare. Never have never have you like read a comic where it's just like there is purpose for every character. Nobody is completely. Yeah. Uh, just even even the love interest of like Amber, who comes later on, is is completely valuable. It's she's completely, the most. She, she, she's the least valuable. Yeah, she's 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 the least the comic, valuable. Yeah. But but yeah, she's the least valuable but, in the comics. But yeah. but she because but even that she's still valuable in the uh, yeah, in, in, the, in the story. Definitely yeah. still something. Yeah, and in the over the course of this first volume, we get this kind of underarching plot of these high school kids waking up in different locations with bombs strapped to their chest before they explode. And as we kind of go along this first volume, we find out that it's one of Mark and Eve's teachers. They're introduced to we're introduced to I can't remember his name. Um, blanking on the name. It's Mister something. Mr. Anderson. You know what? That's his name. His name is now Mr. Anderson. So Mr. Anderson, <laughs> um, we find out, you know, is basically punishing popular kids because they bullied his son into, I believe, taking his own life. Take his Correct. Life, right? Yeah, yeah. suicide. So he is getting revenge on these kids by, you know, knocking them out, kidnapping them, strapping bombs to them, and then putting them in shopping malls. And like, it's kind of, it's incredibly sad and very, um, very heavy subject matter kind of right off the bat talking about yeah. suicide and bullying and all this stuff. And it's yeah. incredible yeah, that yeah. like in this first volume, in these first four issues, like they established the tone of the world and of the story very quickly. And so the end of the issue or the end of the first volume has uh, not just this going on. We see our first run in with the Flaxons. And in yep. this one, it's just uh, Mark and Nolan facing off against them. And then by the end of, I believe, issue three, Nolan gets captured and pulled into Flaxon's dimension. Mm -hmm. Doesn't show up again until the end of issue four. Mm -hmm. Which leads to my favorite Debbie moment of like Mark coming home and being like, yeah. uh, dad got sucked so bored. It was like, well, you know, I guess. Okay. She's like, more pork <laughs> chops for us. Yeah. <laughs> She's so chill with it. That's my but, favorite Debbie moment. But then <laughs> in the next <laughs> issue. Hiles, by the way. I'm so sorry. What? David Hiles is the David name Hiles. of David Hiles. That's it. David yep. Hiles Anderson. <laughs> and so um that gets dealt with and then at the end of the fourth issue we do see um mark show up he says he's like hey is dad back yet and debbie's like nah and he's like all right and then like two two panels later nolan shows up with this scraggly beard his costumes all turn up he's like oh, i, I love shave. it and he just like walks <laughs> by just, just like, in the background yeah, yeah it's so good day at work and then we get this quiet little moment where like debbie like sheds a tear because she you know she's happy her husband's home and then like we get this last page uh, where, <laughs> yeah. where uh, so good we're, we're we're gonna go we're gonna go through like this uh we'll have i'll be debbie uh jacob you could be mark okay malcolm you're gonna be uh nolan so we're gonna go yeah. like this so debbie says so anything interesting happened to either of you today 
I found out one of my teachers was turning my classmates into organic bombs in order to take revenge on kids he felt like uh, he felt were like the ones that led his son to commit suicide. Apparently, he turned himself into a bomb also and tried to kill me and a friend of mine, but I flew him into Antarctica before he blew up so that he could so that he wouldn't hurt anyone. I spent the last eight months enslaved by an army from an alternate dimension, although it seems like less time has passed here. About a week ago, I led a revolt against my captors and regained control of my powers. Today, a team of scientists found the rebellion and found me a way home. That's nice. Who's ready for dessert? Well, end of issue. <laughs> but that to me, the end of that volume is so good. It's, it's hilarious. So good. And it like it really sets up that status quo of like they're a family and this is just another day at the office for them. Yeah. Which brings us into volume two entitled Eight is Enough. And I I have a theory on why it's titled this way. Do you guys <laughs> you have a theory on the title? I mean, for, first we, off, we need to talk about the titles yes. in general for the volumes. Yes. All the volumes are titled after sitcoms. Correct. And they all are kind of prophetic for what's going on in the book. Right. So family matters. The important thing you see at the end, the scene we just did, family is the most important thing at the end. Family matters. This one, eight is enough. Yeah, it's the Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> 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 Getting wiped out. Yeah. Exactly. I, I also kind of saw this as a uh, a conversation from, or just a little, you know, not maybe not a dig, but like a uh, kind of a, a sign off from Corey Walker, being like, "Yeah, eight issues is enough. Like I can, I can hand this off now." Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. funny. And so, volume two also, you know. <laughs> takes place over the course of four issues so this is five six seven and eight and this one really deals with like the main crux of the story and the thing that i love about this is that in the show right they mm -hmm. do the whole omni-man just slaughtering the guardians of the globe at the end, end of the of first the episode first episode mm -hmm. and in yeah. this they waited until issue six i think seven seven until issue seven oh, to yeah. really like do this and the best part about this is that this issue that entire issue is dedicated to the guardians of the globe like the yep. cover yeah the cover shows invincible being like pushed aside and saying one side kiddo this looks like this looks like a job for the guardians of the globe uh -huh. the entire uh -huh. issue is spent focusing like two on three them. pages just focusing on each of them individually yeah. And each of them gets Did a really fun um, art style. Like, yeah. Uh, Darkwing. This is the first. Is, is this what? Otley also? Is Otley in here? Uh, no, no. no, it's no. Just there's a bunch of different artists yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of attached to this. That's what Because yeah. the Darkwing portion looks very um, uh, Bruce Tim esque. Yeah. Very much pulling from that red sky and all. Uh, yeah. We go to uh, Red Rush, who is. Who, in a stroke of like, oh, this is really funny looking back on it, looks very much like the early uh, Flash Rebirth comic when it comes to the art there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Very much. And then we get a very Kirby-esque uh, sequence yeah. with War, War Woman. War Woman, yeah. Love it. Down very new gods. Yeah. 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 That's the Eric Larson, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Think so. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it is. It looks very Larceny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so some definite time is spent like establishing everybody, getting them like these are the Guardians of the Globe, obvious Justice League pastiche, and showing them all together. And then just very quickly, they have like a, you know, oh, you know, why did you call this meeting? Oh, I didn't call this meeting. And then over the course of two pages... Two it's a two-page sequence. It's very Three, simple. Yeah, two-page sequence. Each yeah. of them very are wiped fast. out in a single panel except for Immortal. And Immortal like looks off panel and he goes, you, I never liked you. And then he gets his head chopped off and we get that reveal of a bloodied Omni-Man who it's kind of crazy with how powerful Omni-Man seemed in the show even more so in this comic. Like, He's way more ridiculous. powerful in the comics. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Like, it was it's not a fight. It's not. It is no. A it's, it's a, a massacre. Yeah. It's that's, a massacre. That's the cool thing in the show. It's a fight, and I mean, you know, it's a two-page sequence here, but in the show they make it like a ten-minute sequence. Yeah, you know, but it's it's a fight, and the guardians actually have a fair shot here. There is no shot. There's no hope. Yeah, there's nothing. This they're just it, they're just brutalized. That's it. Yeah, it's it's an entire team, and an entire team of essentially the Justice League is nothing to up to omni man there's actually a really funny um i just literally saw this today there's a funny gif on uh i found on twitter where it has a scene from Zack snyder's justice league where it's batman like hopping over the railing during the fight against steppenwolf in the little factory yeah mm-hmm. he hops over the railing and kind of floats down and it immediately cuts to the show of omni man looking up and catching darkwing's foot and slamming him <laughs> <laughs> And the caption for it was was that like that funny like SpongeBob meme where it's like Batman could beat him with prep time. <laughs> and, and I just I love that. I love that so That's much. That's awesome. But before we get to the um the reveal of Omni-Man's, you know, evil side, we do get some really interesting story beats throughout this. We get the first uh sequence of the Animen, you know, being Reanimate. Yeah. The reanimate. Thank re-animate. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing up at this college that uh, Mark and William are staying at or uh, are visiting. Mm-hmm. Are touring. First, in the first yeah. issue of this, issue five, we get introduced to Alan the Alien, one mm-hmm. of my favorite Woo! characters. Just yeah. best guy. Um, and we even, one thing that's a really interesting choice that I don't think people um, who haven't read the comic would know William isn't gay. When yeah. this starts real yeah. quick he he yeah. comes out way late way real late. quick R- william is like william's story is very very early 2000s um coming yes. out story it's a very yes. early 2000s coming out story because it's yes. like he is very he's very uh angsty when we first meet him uh, overcompensating he, overcompensating for a lot and everything yeah. like that and then he slowly opens up and it, it, it blossoms i love that they just cut that bullshit and just like went straight to like he's already out and proud and fine. yeah yeah i, I, I kind of love that because i loved it more it's it's yeah. more easier and it's and it's it's more relatable now because nobody cares nobody cares yeah. now and that's but, the but thing yeah it's it's so it's so weird uh thinking about that 10 years ago like 15 years ago that 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 would be such a big issue now and now it's just like who cares you know it's just it's yeah. it's amazing that this comic is just like it's still is like slightly un uh, like uh, behind the times to what it was just uh, now yeah there's yeah. a few times in the course of the series where they uh 
liberally will use the term gay yes. <laughs> as, yeah. well, and, as and a we should... very 2003, 2004 yes. sense of, that's good, you know, which is And we should establish horrible. that this comic first came, like, first started being published in 2003. 2003. So it is, yeah. you know, especially early on. It dates These itself. early volumes, yeah. yes. Very dated, very of that time. Yeah. But, again, one of the positives and one of the things that they did better in the show, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, we also get a lot more here than we did in the show from Samson. You know, we get this, Samson. You know, Samson. He gets a lot to yeah. work with in this yeah. comic, which I really like. Him and his brother. Yeah. Is that Sanford? Is yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. The yeah. two of them having a very like Alfred and Bruce relationship, which I like. Um, oh, yeah. This, the second issue also like really like just goes heavy handed with uh, Nolan and Debbie's sex life, which I think is incredible love that Ratchet love love, love that they just bang it out all the time yeah <laughs> that's great when, at the end of the issue when mark gets back you know and they rush still, they're the in the middle off. and they're just like <laughs> was that the car door and then like he comes walking in and debbie's shirt is on backwards and he's like oh i'm not ready to have this conversation i'm gonna be upstairs <laughs> And she's like, you stupid, you, you put on my shirt backwards. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I in a rush. It. I'm sorry. Omni-Man <laughs> is a totally different person in the comic. Yes. Because in the show, he's yeah. very menacing immediately. And even with like his interactions with Mark, he comes off as cold. He comes off as yeah. calculating. Right. Which, but which in is the comic, he's, he's, he's very like, he's, he's your, he's, he's your, your dad. dad. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, he's very nurturing. He just wants to, you know, nail his wife and he yeah. wants to teach his son. You know, like yeah. he's a very good dad until you get the hit, the big whammy. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, it was all a facade. Whereas in the show, it feels like a facade from the beginning. From the beginning. And that's one thing that I wish they would change in the show. Uh, yeah. Agreed, because honestly, it, it felt like, it felt like Omni-Man in the comic was more Tom Selleck. And yes, and the show was definitely more very much J.K. Simmons. Yes, yeah, because like, yeah. it's just because yeah. uh, J.K. Simmons very much it's whiplash. Very whiplash. Yeah. yeah, it was more harsh dad, which is a shame because there's a lot of moments. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of moments with 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 uh, Nolan who where he like when he uh, after he's at the he's at the funeral of his fellow yeah. uh, fallen yeah. guardians. And we get some really cool cameos too yeah mm-hmm. he's he's genuinely he's upset with what he did a little bit but at the same mm-hmm. time he's more of like a soldier and like you i have to push through it and continue the work that i've been sent here for yeah. and and you know like what's great is like oh yeah and this by the real quick can we talk about this funeral because you get <laughs> you get all of the image characters you could possibly imagine yeah. not only that but also like yeah. The thing about what's great about this comic is that there are spin-off superheroes from this world that are included that you you never get to experience in this comic, but you, if you find them in the other comics, like uh, like Capes and yep. Wolfman, uh, Britt, mm-hmm. uh, Guardian, Brit, the Globe, baby, 
Oh my god! There, there are these all these characters. Even Savage, uh, Salvage Dragon, Savage Dragon, sorry, Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon makes yeah. an appearance. Savage Dragon, Shadowhawk, Shadow yes, Super There's, Patriot, all yeah. these janky ass nineties characters, like ninety <laughs> image characters are all in this comic, and yeah. you're just like this. This feels like a young blood universe. shows up at a point. Young like, blood, yeah. like it feels holy. like a universe. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's the the one that was the gratifying that was like the most gratifying thing out of this comic was just like yeah. oh i these are actual real characters i can go that this comic branched me out to the image world because of just like oh these are real other characters they're not just like um like you know just made up characters in this comic there actually is right. a super patriot there's a brit there's a battle pope and all this other stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah it's this is the like one of the I, best parts i wish that they could have done the funeral like this on the show yeah. because that would be so cool plus i just missed the whole samford of it all I think that's a great reveal. Yeah. Like naturally, yeah. there's the crazy person at the funeral, you know, and of course it's the the and black he's butler. He's a great scapegoat too. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a nutter. And yeah. He's like, no, like I just want you to be the best. Like, <laughs> He's no, like, you will not take my revenge on, on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the second issue kind of closes out with that, or the second volume closes out with that, like that you know that ball in the air like what's gonna happen uh-huh. nolan's killed it and what really ends up happening is like not a lot of time between this you know the big you know trying to find out what happened to the guardians of the globe was the main crux of season one of the show mm-hmm. but they just they bypass that very quickly yeah. Yeah. comic because as we get into volume three we get a little bit of alan who's making his way back to the planet and we don't really know or making his way back to earth we don't really know why we get a lot of um guardians recruitment because they got to make a new guardians of the globe adam eve is dealing with the fallout of rex cheating on her with duplicate and then by the yeah. end of the first part boom all the twins have revived um have revived the immortal and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. Okay, we are moving very quickly here. Um, that moves into uh, Mark fighting with Doc Seismic, and mm-hmm. by the end of um, by the end of the next issue, issue ten, uh, you know, Omni Man is fighting against this just disgusting looking purple creature. Uh, yep, that is something <laughs> I, I really dug in the show, like them translating that over. Yeah. But, Omni Man fights with uh, with the revived immortal, who again is just he's no match for him. There's no no, it's no contest, and uh, Nolan just bisects him just as soon as Mark shows up, and he turns around, and it's that like that iconic like we need to talk. Uh, It's the best. It's the best moment. Yeah. There's also um, real quick. I just want to mention uh, Robert Kirkman's humor in this comic is yes. absolutely one of my Off favorite charts. things because the comic shop. Yeah. The comic shop. Well, how about what, when Mark is just sleeping and it says like in most days, uh, some superheroes need to get more, uh, have to get some rest now every once in a while. And it just shows the same panel with no dialogue of him asleep <laughs> three more times before the last one says some heroes deserve more sleep than others <laughs> or the job that they put out. There's also a really great moment where he goes to the comic book shop and his favorite uh, author who magically is there uh, uh, for signings of like comics uh, for his favorite comic book, Science Dog, 
is, Science is, dog. Yeah. is is there what's his name anyway it's like flip flip shaft there we go flip shaft. yeah yeah who he, looks like a gross brian michael bendis yes Let's just go ahead and call it what it is yes like. it totally <laughs> it totally does but what do i my favorite i want to read this real quick i want to share really my favorite part of this is like his is mark coming up to him and say hey i gotta say man i'm amazed at how you get these things out on a monthly basis it seems like so much work to do in such a short amount of time and you're never late and then and then flip just goes actually a lot of times I'll just reuse art and um, uh, that I've already done over and over. It's good for dramatic pauses and when stuff really uh, change, and it doesn't really change much from panel to panel. Most people don't even notice. And it just shows Mark in this one pose for like three panels with no dialogue and just goes, <laughs> don't you think that's kind of cheap? And then it shows back to him three more times to the end of the page. And it says, and he says, not really. <laughs> and, and then, these these so fourth good. wall moments, you know, you just like, yeah. oh, oh God, what what am I reading right now? Yeah. This is a really good comic to teach you comic making process at the yes. same time. Yeah, weirdly enough, yeah. <laughs> it's very good at that. And to that point as well, this is also the volume that introduces us to what would become our series artist, Ryan Otley. Woo! After, yeah. After Corey Walker left the stage, Ryan Otley took up the reins, and he runs with it he's yeah. the one who gets to really flesh out the backstory of nolan prior mm -hmm. to becoming omni man he's the one uh -huh. who gets to show us this incredibly one-sided fight not as brutal as the show oh um, man surprisingly yeah. but um yeah it is, it is still incredibly one-sided uh we do get yeah. my favorite moment in the comic at least like up to the point that i've read the chilling yeah the what will you have after 500 years oh and he says, yeah you dad i'd still have you i still get ah oh i still tear up it still gets me every this time. one very much you know shows nolan like openly crying like in the show you get that hint with the teardrop but here mm -hmm. like it is a static image he is crying yeah his mm -hmm. heart is broken mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite pages in comics history yeah. i think i think that is one of the best pages the the, the the context of it is just that one page and you just it, yeah. it's everything it's that you page need. of him flying in flying. space with his arms his out and he's just, just, just so upset just yeah, angry yeah. just angry just, yeah he knows that what he did was wrong but it's still what he what he believes in he he yeah. got too attached to the point of like it hurt too much like yeah, he couldn't yeah. distance himself that's so it. Good. And I mean, it's funny that, you know, that moment and has been so memed, you know, the like, yeah. think, yeah. Mark, think, think, Mark, think, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's such a good moment in the show too. Like, I mean, they, they really nail the context and the feeling of it. They make it very upsetting. It's very funny. Show. Like it's, it's great. It's very it funny. Cause I, I didn't know that word, that exact wording was actually in the comic until I yeah. read it. And yeah. I was like, Oh shit. It actually is. Yeah. Oh, but you man. don't hear it in that context yeah. until no, you until see the show. You and you're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically your dad, like screaming at you. Like yeah. I never took it as screaming uh, before the show. No, oh yeah. I always thought that Omni, the scary thing about Omni man for me like, was that he was speaking. Yeah, that yeah, he was having a conversation with like, home. He was just trying to explain it's, to him, like, hey, this is a teaching moment. I just need to yeah. let you know that it's all, when your all dad your is really mad. Yeah. Die, and yeah. your mother is a pet to me. I'm just, 
I'm be I'm trying to be there for you. Where he's in the but, show, it's much more confrontational. Yeah, but you get a J.K. Simmons for the show, so you get the thing. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Why would you do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Are you dragging or are you? I, I was just gonna. T- <laughs> <laughs> That's not my tempo. <laughs> not my tempo. Not my tempo. And then. <laughs> After this, the final issue of this volume is basically just kind of dealing with the fallout. Yeah. Dealing with, yeah. Um, you know, the Guardians kind of shaping themselves up. Adam, Eve, and William possibly beginning a relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, again, very, oh. o- very awkward, especially, like, in the context of what we know now. And then... Um, Alan having that last conversation with uh, with Mark talking about you know filling each other in on the info, Man. Mark meeting Ce- Cecil for the first yeah. time, the White Room, yes. White Room, yeah. First he's the White Room, and it will not be the last time we go to the White Room. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, but there is one I wanna I wanna find it because there's a there's a scene between um, Debbie and uh, and Nolan. I think it. Here it is, yeah. Uh, page 40 in Volume 3, where Nolan is kind of like, he just got home, and he's just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just stopping in for a little bit. And Debbie's like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, these gar- these new Guardians, like, I don't think they're going to cut it. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what they're doing. And he gets like a beep, and he's like, oh, all right, here we go. Duty calls. Oh. And Debbie goes, I love you. And he turns around, and there is, like, there's that, very yes. minimal Chilling pause. Yeah. yeah. But it's... For me, it's not like it's not chilling. Like for me, there was this moment where he turns around and there's just this, you know, and it can be an obviously interpreted differently. Malcolm interpreted it differently than I did. But there's this profound sadness in him. Yeah. Where he's like, he knows. And he's just like, I love you too. And he like, he means it. But like yeah. at the same time, what he has to do is weighing so heavily on him. Yeah. Where he's just like, I'm so emotionally tired. Yeah, because I'm I'm about to like ruin this thing that I've had. It definitely felt definitely felt like a uh, a a a moment to check himself to see if he really does love her. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I thought of it as. It was just like a moment to check and be like, it's just like I love you, and I'm like I can't just say this back and not mean it. Do I actually? mean that's this so yeah see that's how i yeah. think it's funny and i really took it like i do after you. the show with the with the like the pet line yeah like yeah. reading that line and uh, reading that pause of it, it's kind of like when you look at your pet and your pet's clearly saying oh i love you dad and he's like yeah i love you, you know like it, yeah, yeah. It, that's it, so it, interesting it's him recontextualizing in his head yeah for me which is which is really interesting it but i but never I thought it was cool. creepy before reading it after the show i thought it was <laughs> yeah well, I think he is very sad there are, like there are yeah. different like interpretations for that and that's yeah. like because i didn't that's the beauty that way, of but comics. i can absolutely yeah. see it yeah in that direction now but yeah so basically as we're kind of wrapping up here we've got three volumes we've got 13 issues um, do you guys have a favorite moment from the first volume do you have a favorite oh. uh oh. issue or a favorite character i'll go to malcolm first uh aside from the big fight at the end because i don't want to pick that but aside from the big fight at the end i love the baseball scene yes. um mm-hmm. i sure. i love the baseball scene uh it's one of my favorite subtle moments in the show as well 
Um, I think that's the one moment that they translated like perfectly as far as Nolan's tone. Like he seems very fatherly in the show and it comes very much from the scene here of them playing baseball. Um, I, I love that scene. I think that's incredible. Uh, favorite character. Um, I love <laughs> Eve, man. Yeah. I love yeah. Eve. yeah. I just yeah. love Eve. She's the best. <laughs> she is she the is. best. She's she- the best version of Mary Jane. Yeah, she really she's if mary jane was a superhero basically she's if mary jane was cool yeah yeah <laughs> she, <laughs> and we got to see mary jane drawn by ryan otley later yes, on. Yeah, basically just drawing adam eve again <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> exactly that's a run uh jacob do you have a favorite moment issue or character you know um uh from all of this i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you that one of my f- one of my favorite moments in volume one, I think, is um, is an issue. Well, I don't know if this isn't the same issue because I got the hardcover, so I don't know what you guys have. Um, but uh, it's issue five. It's when the beginning, it starts with Mark like doing physics homework and then he gets a call. And then from there, it's <laughs> yeah. just a, That's the it's just a, it's yeah, it's the Allen issue. And it's yeah. just a, it's just one thing after another. But my favorite thing, my favorite thing out of that whole issue is he comes back he has dinner he just uh he just like what he just protected the planet and everything and right. he fought island and then he comes back into his room and he's like all right it's time for bed and then he sees his homework and he's like oh <laughs> no yeah it's like, oh. and then and then and, lies on the ground in his costume and starts doing his, doing his starts homework. Doing, yeah. exactly so <laughs> it's so good i i just i cannot tell you how many times that happened to me in school so yep. much just yeah. just been like doing homework and then just getting lost in the day and then coming back and then finding that pile on your bed and you're just like mm-hmm. oh that's right that's especially after he has that. this very sobering moment of like seeing yes. the earth from the moon you yeah. know and he's right. like wow. wow like it's a breathtaking moment and then yeah, yeah he's sucked right back to reality yeah, and that was <laughs> me in college anytime i got back from rehearsal and i'm like feeling yeah. good we had a great rehearsal and i'm like yeah oh crap damn it <laughs> responsibility yeah uh in terms of character robot is my was my first love Fair. uh yeah. i fell i fell in love with him the first moment he popped up just because i thought how uh how interesting his design was and like having this like permanent like Great smile design. like this yeah. smile design. on his face you know and just like and then like you know later on with with things that happened with him it just became like this horrible t- creepy smile and never um, trust robot yeah never trust never trust robot never trust never never trust never trust robot yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and for me i think i i have to give it to issue seven like starting off with that you know that sleeping joke for mark then going into all the pastiches all the you know homages to different eras of comics introducing the guardians of the globe really setting up these characters the first time reading through this was such a trip for me um establishing all the guardians of the globe and being like yeah these are major players just to turn it on its head and have nolan kill them all yep yeah. be like nah, they ain't shit. This. yeah <laughs> and i went through this for the first time like i said over the past you know over the past few months yeah. and i like to keep myself spoiler free if there is a point where there are spoilers i stay away from them and seeing that reveal of nolan killing all of them was still such a shock to the system for me yeah um it was fantastic and i have to give it up to in these first three volumes nolan like have 
just seeing how much more fleshed out he was over the course of, you know, the mm-hmm. 12 issues that he's featured in mm-hmm. and 13 counting like the aftermath. It's really great to see, you know, how much they establish his character and while also making that crux of like, at some point he's got to come back and like leaving the promise of that, I think is really, really cool. So yeah. um, as we wrap up here, this is the first uh, first meeting of the Geek Explain book club. I'm really excited to get further into the series with you guys. Um, oh, yeah. So again, next week we're going to be covering uh, volume four, dedicating much more time to a single volume than we did in this episode. Yeah. Again, I really yeah. wanted to just kind of cover what everybody knew. And now as we go forward, it's going to be for the most part, you know, this, the show did borrow some stuff from volume four, which we will get into next week. But it didn't borrow the best thing, which we're going to talk about next week. Yes. Yes, it wedding. is. Yes. It's fish wedding. Fish wedding. It's going to be fish great. Wedding. Um, so (laughs) so make sure next friday to join us for episode two of the geek explain book club covering invincible volume four but for now for geek explain this is eric azana i'm malcolm russell nelson and jacob brown and we will see you next time cacao I'm alive